The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. the guy who was dressed up as the Jawa came up yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, they, uh, the Jawa went up to R2-D2 and R2-D2 uh, he had it set up so that it would open up all the ports and smoke would come out <laughs> no, so nice. he did that oh that's cool I just kept getting tripped up by all the different um, uh, R2-D2 like droids that were kind of running around especially the black one that was pretty cool looking mm-hmm. and then um, then there was the dude in the in the Dalek outfit. I think it was a guy inside because I heard the I heard them, I heard the guy that was with him talk to him. I was gonna say there is a father daughter team that does yeah. the Dalek. That's yeah, wild. yeah, that we saw that because the uh, daughter drives it. We saw that at WizardCon. That was very cool. Yeah. Did you did you see that kid in the wheelchair? I think it was on Sunday. He had it. It was like a full dragon, like the legs moved and everything. No, I like didn't this see that big one. Freaking I saw the motorcycle dragon. It <sighs> was insane. Damn thing must have been like freaking ten, twelve feet long, maybe. Huh. Yep. I was impressed. Yeah, yep. over by the celebrity booths, I saw this. Uh, yeah, I didn't report on. It was a kid that. dressed up as Doctor Who with the with the TARDIS attached to his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then um, somebody that was with him was dressed up as one of the as one of the angels. Um, that was very cool. Actually, the, it, during um, Carlos Valdez and uh, Daniel Panabaker's panel, mm-hmm. I guess uh, Daniel's birthday is this month. Oh. So they had uh, they had Carlos beatbox Happy Birthday, while uh, the audience actually sang it. That ah. was really uh, cool. That was very cool, and he is good at beatboxing. See, there's a reason I used to enjoy working panel rooms. Like, it's nice to be able to jump in and see what's going on in those. <laughs> I, I remember one year, I think it was at Wizard World, having Stephen Amell, like, do a little rendition of uh, Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. So, what other panels did you catch at Rose City? Uh, I saw... Um, Rose McIver's panel, and I actually got to ask that's her. That's the eye zombie girl. That's the eye zombie girl. I got to ask, actually ask her my question. That, and that and the illustrator for the comic was there, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, I didn't you, you know, get a chance to see any of, the, any of the panels. I did end up talking to quite a few of the vendors, but because I'm not too good with the phone some of the interviews that I tried to get didn't either didn't record when I thought they were or didn't stop when I thought they were oh 
Yeah. The joys so. of doing things with phones. <laughs> yeah. I did get to meet Brent Spreiner. Yep. I got to meet him too. I'm so jealous. Very interesting individual. He was very talkative with me. I was actually surprised. Hmm. Although I also didn't bring up Star Trek. Yeah, well, neither was did Data. I. Yeah, I didn't bring up Star Trek either. I basically just asked all the celebs my question, which was, in all the years that you've been dealing with the fans, has there ever been a question you wished you were asked but have not been asked? And Brent Spiner said, nope, never. That was right away. Mm -hmm. uh, Weird Al also said no. Uh, I also found out how he got the name Weird Al because I asked him that one. Ah, what did he say? Uh, basically, uh, people started calling him Weird Al in college, and so uh, he just started using it uh, when he took uh, some shifts at the college radio station, and when he submitted his first music to Dr. Demento, he submitted it as Weird Al Yankovic, and that's how nice. the legend was born. Ah. Yeah. And, uh, He's actually a fairly big fairly tall guy. Yes, he is. I did not expect that. And he looked really tired at the at the con. It was like, while we were waiting in line for him, Heather and I just saw, it was just, he was just like, he'd, every time there was a pause, he'd be like, <sighs> and, then, yeah, and then people would come up and he'd like, sit up and smile, and then they'd go away and he'd be like, and then he'd sit up and smile. So, yeah. And uh, Rose MacGyver's answer was, uh, she thought it was a good question. And uh, she basically said that she enjoyed the questions that the fans came up with mm. uh, more than anything that she could ever think of. Uh, basically, you know, there was somebody who asked what her favorite band was, and she says, yeah, I love questions like that. Um, uh, Pearl Mackey, I got to ask her that question. Uh, she's the last, the latest and last Doctor Who companion. And uh, she said that uh, her answer was that uh, she, she doesn't think that she is as creative as all the fans are. And so she, she actually loves the creativity of the questions that the fans come up with. So she doesn't think that she could ever think of a, a good, as good of a question as any of the fans could come up with. Yeah, one of the um, individuals I talked to, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I do have it recorded, hopefully, um, does those ghost adventure things, or... David Sherman. Oh, David Sherman, yeah. He, he and I talked for a while, then I got an interview with him, and then he, I think it's even in the interview, invited me to go along with him next time he goes ghost hunting. Especially if he's in this area, he'd pick you know pick Very me up cool. or make arrangements for me. Cool. I was like, yeah. sweet. And he does have our contact information because we were also talking wrestling, which you'll actually <laughs> get to hear that interview in the coming weeks. He'll be talking to us, or to me and Stop Hypocrisy about um, the wrestling promotion WCWC in California, which nice. is a West Coast Wrestling Connection. Oh, and they can do a um, after hours cool. uh, yeah. ghost hunt. Uh, How haunted is this uh, arena? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> and, uh, oh, the best answer to my question was Burt Ward, who used to play mm. Robin, Robin on yeah. Boy, oh, Wonder, yeah. Boy yeah. Wonder on the 1970s. Uh, yeah, got him to sign I, the Batmobile. I asked him. <laughs> I asked him that question. I asked him another one too, which I'll tell you about. Um, 
And he said that it was quite the opposite. He had, there were questions he wished the fans had never asked him. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I bet. But I had saw. I guess there was a a, a movie documentary, a docu movie, I guess, mm-hmm. called "The Secrets of the Bat Cave," where they had uh, oh god explained, you know, how that 1970s Batman series had come up, how you know, and some of the issues with it, and one of the issues. That what that they fought against was the censoring issue from the censors at that time, mm-hmm. and wow. uh, the censors apparently had issues with how uh, Bert's costume fit in the lower regions. <laughs> <laughs> so they made him take I pills. I see no problem with that. And they made him take pills for this. What? And I actually asked him if that had happened. He said, "Yeah, it did. It did actually happen." He said he only took him for a few days though, because he didn't want to have any health issues because of those pills. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. so after that, did he just take wow. Viagra and advertise? I have no idea. Put well, a potato down there? Well, we really never have to wonder about the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have to ask, how exactly did he get the raw buns? <laughs> and uh, let's see, that was... I, I was actually really disappointed in the fact that while I got in on a press pass mm-hmm. to, and my goal was to talk to as many of the celebrities as I yeah, could. exactly. And mm-hmm. every time, it, you know, first the Comic-Con was very vague about how the press passes worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't until we actually got there that I talked with the gal that gave us the press pass. and said, uh, you know, how do we go about interviewing the celebs and, you know, what's the rules and whatnot. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, the best bet is to talk to their handlers. Yeah. And, okay, so we did that. And the reason I don't have more questions is because I go up and say, hey, can I ask, uh, you know, pa- Peter Capaldi a couple questions or ask him a single question? No, no press. We're not talking to any press. And that was like over half of the celebrities. It I was had that a way. weekend pass. Okay, I I don't know how or why I went from trying to go in through the um, regular general admission entrance to being shuttled up to the VIP, going from the regular line to the express line to somehow I'm on the showroom floor. Mm-hmm. My head is spinning, and I, I'm just keeping my mouth shut because I'm just waiting for somebody to ask me for my autograph so I know who they think I am. I think, honestly, it's because Rose City, ever since I've I rolled into places that the VIPs couldn't go, and people were just like, they've, I'm they've, like got they've behind always the curtain been, once by accident. <laughs> they've always been very, very accommodating to um, people with any sort of disability. They've always been yeah. good in that aspect. So how disabled do you think they thought I was? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, you know, that that's, you know, a question at all, really. It's simply the fact that... <laughs> you were in a wheelchair, so therefore you qualified. Yeah. Exactly. Did they try, but, yeah. they try to accommodate the, the other part about it was, though, is that fans, any anybody who didn't have a press pass could ask any question they wanted. Mm-hmm. So and just hide the press pass. And yeah, well, questions. that's what I'm going to do next time. But I think, honestly, it's probably because you have to consider the fact that even just meeting with fans, not even press, but just fans, trying to even get a lunch break or like a 10-minute break 
for them to breathe all yeah. weekend most of the time is really difficult at mm-hmm. these conventions. So I would think that maybe they just make that decision up front, no press, to try to maybe just attempt to keep the numbers down a little bit. Well, I don't think it was, I, I think it was more along the lines of, you know, the, they say, they blanket say no press because they don't know which press they're talking to and they don't want to have any questions that come up that they don't, you know, that they can't, yeah. you know, they anything that gets published, they want to have control over. Right. Yep. So. Damn. So next time, maybe not the press pass? Oh, no, I'll get the press pass, because I enjoyed getting in for free. Um, yeah, no but, shit. That's why I like to just volunteer and sign up to... Um, but yeah, I'll just put the press pass inside my hoodie next time. <laughs> so, did anybody get a chance to check out any of the vendor booths, like uh, like the Dark Horse booth or um, any of the... Uh, and I know you worked for one of the vendor booths. Well, actually, one of the artist booths. But. Yeah, no, I was... Neil Adams was an awesome individual to get to see, talk to, and then I kind of got to intermittently work his table. Mm-hmm. Then I was playing gopher for the table for the last day, but it was completely, really completely, nice you know, your choice. Um, we we did appreciate the help. I know, especially, you know, especially the last day. Yeah, no, it was amazing working for Neil because Vendors. I w- I won't lie. One, I knew Neil Adams' name. I couldn't tell you what all in the business he had really done. I just knew he had something to do with comics. <laughs> so when I arrived there, I was actually shocked when he told me that. A good 50% of the people or more that, that have worked for him over the years have absolutely no idea who he is. <laughs> and then... I recognized his... No. Get this. Not until, not until day two did it click into my head, even though Joel Adams was with them when they arrived to set up on Thursday... It didn't click into my head until Saturday when I sat at his booth and was looking at his work and looked up at his name again. Did it click into my head that I was working for Neil and his son? I don't even know who Neil Adams is. I, I didn't Neil know Adams his name, has but I did recognize some lot, of his Not drawings. only with DC and Marvel Comics, but just the comic genre. And, I mean, in general, he also... I don't want to get this wrong, but I want to say that from what I read on the wiki, he did something along with like copyrights for artists, like working like with comic books and stuff to help them get, actually be able to get recognition and the pay they deserve for like their work with creating these characters and everything. So very cool. I'll yeah, that's really neat. And then Joel, <laughs> his son, did character creation design for King of the Hill the first four seasons. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple awesome. awesome prints from him. One of them, he oh, combined he was combining here. King of the Hill with different fandoms, and I got one that has Dale and Spidey, and it's got Dale in his exterminator outfit with this braid. It says, I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. But, yeah, I was pretty much stuck in that little zone all weekend, but uh, I did manage to hit up one of my favorite stands this year that I never seem to actually get to go buy from. Period panties. Period panties. Ladies, if you don't know about them, check them out. They are hilarious, and you're going to love them. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Get them for your girl. They will love you. (laughs) 
Just period don't put them pain. on your head. <laughs> <laughs> we will have a link on our website for period panties because we bloody well write, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, other than that, who? what other booths did I actually make it to? I don't... Besides the food vendors? Right. <laughs> I, did, I did manage to hit up. I don't know what the company is right off the top of my head, but they're the ones that have all the mystery boxes that they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I got a grab bag that has an unopened um, Final Fantasy can. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Did was, you get that from them? From No, I got it from the one that had all the figurines and stuff because oh, I wanted that's one. that's right. And the one I wanted, I couldn't afford, so I got a grab bag that happened to have what I wanted the in it. The grab bag is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought any of those at any convention that I've been to, because you know, I'm always worried that I'm just going to get crap out of them. I was happy with my two mystery boxes. I grabbed a Harry Potter one for myself, a Star Wars one for my daughter. I was, I was really happy awesome with the content. You got the mug? Yeah, I got one of those temperature-controlled coffee mugs. Oh, that's cool. It has it shows up the Marauder's map when it heats up. Nice. Mm. So that's pretty neat. Huh. I need to start oh, writing got, the names of these places down. I just I, I know them by, by the way the they're stamped because I know what from. to look for at the different cons. The like, from Neverending Story. <laughs> oh yeah, Jamie got a free orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. To that vendor, like. That's a big thank you. That 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 that, that that's really cool. I w- I'm jealous, by the way. <laughs> I have always wanted one of these ever since the movie came out. So I'm on cloud nine, and I'm sleeping with it around my neck because I know somebody will wank it. <laughs> <laughs> it will be mine. Yeah, there was a there was a few different ones I got to see. Like um, I went and sat at the at the gamer square. Yeah. Um, playing old school game. It was like the console arcade. I think. See, I wanted to hit and the show floor, and I was just in this little square. So I will live vicariously like through your adventures. This console. Year. Okay, so first off, the console uh, arcade was pretty cool. They had you know multiple platforms, multiple games. You know, like I, I saw a couple Fanicom games in there. I saw. Um, like an old TurboGrafx 16 game because they were playing Splatterhouse there. Um, I saw somebody playing. Um, actually, I saw these two girls dressed as Mario and Luigi playing Street Fighter 2 as nice. Guile. Both of them were different Guiles, yeah. and I was just like, "Why are you two fighting? You should be working together." <laughs> um, I to fa- take out Donkey Kong. <laughs> I found I found a screen that had Mega Man 2 on it. Nice. So I started playing it, and then of course a bunch uh, one kid came over and he was like, "Wow, I've never seen this game." Like I've I've only ever seen the X what? series, and I've never seen oh, this no. game. So I started. I asked him if he'd ever heard of Mighty Number no. Nine, mm-hmm. if he had seen any of the new stuff. And then I basically went on this big old history rant about Mega Man because I know it, I know and it. You, from you Mega be, Man be the one because I know it from fucking the first game all the way right. to now. Like no matter what platform he's been on, yeah. I know every single thing about Mega Man, and it's fucking crazy because I even told him the like the story behind like the Rock Man name stuff uh-huh. like it there was a, a music theme and like rock or it was like rock jazz and blues those were like the three like core characters for the series and then there was um and there were a bunch no of other hip-hop. shit and, yeah was that there was no hip-hop no not really i mean th- there was a character named bass in one of the handheld games um which was also a fanicon game uh yeah. for anybody who had it who had it in japan but um yeah we were just kind of talking and that drew a crowd I had a big group of people. I was basically giving a Mega Man lecture to unknowingly because I was just sitting there playing the game. <laughs> and then I turn around, I'm like, holy shit. 
<laughs> You're welcome to everybody who received a free history lesson. But, <laughs> but, aside yeah. from, but aside from that, there was a Pokemon Go. I think they're putting out a new app or a oh, new no. app extension for Pokemon Go. I've, I've heard. Yeah, because there was things. this weird thing that they were letting people log in and then getting trial or, you know, getting to test the new beta uh, on their own phones. Cool. I can just which was it. cool. Pokemon Go is going to evolve the game so that you use those VR goggles for the phone and it uses oh, God. the camera so you can see the real world with the overlaid That's gotta Pokemon. be so dangerous. <laughs> I, I can see it now. People are going to be trying to drive that. and wear this thing. No, it was bad enough when they released the game originally and you have like people stopping in the middle of the freeway because... There was a Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we got to get this Charizard. What the fuck are we doing? Hey, my first introduction to this now. game... I'm rolling down the aisle at a Walmart, and all of a sudden this dude jumps out around the corner and yells, Pikachu, go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so somebody later explained to me he's playing a game. And there I'm must like, have been a gym what? at that Walmart. <laughs> and of course, um, over in the kids' alley, there was like two or three different Star Wars-themed booths. Yeah. One of them had all droids. Um Another one had this uh, photo op thing where you could take pictures with stormtroopers, which is where I found you. Was, at one was, point. was, was, was that oh, the 501st yeah. Legion yeah. that was over there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love them. They, they're like and, pretty much every convention. And David Sherman's also a part of that. He's also a part of the stormtrooper, uh, our, our, um, our troop. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, yeah. I know if few different there, people that, there that are were with them. so many vendors there it wasn't funny it was like a maze oh i know it got it gets a little crazy artist alley was huge this year yeah. like yeah. I, i've been to rose city now for like five years in a row and it just gets bigger and bigger every year and this year did not disappoint me at all honestly i, I just wish not, i could have gotten out and seen yeah i could <laughs> not get one of them to grant me an interview but i got to talk with and joke with most of them but yeah. none of them were willing to yeah, you got to sit yeah. on the interview I did with Ibrahim uh, uh, Mustafa. I saw, I saw yeah. that. I, I was I was trying to yeah. sorry, get get in over there for a minute and see what was being talked about. But yeah, we were talking we about. Were talking I had to work. You. Yeah, we were talking. Oh, I'm sure. I know. I saw the looks over to the booth. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can you believe Leilu? Come on, really? No, I'm joking. No, I have to say that Dan, Danny pulled off the Lilu costume very, very well. Thank yeah. you. And I think I did later too. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. This I, I really wonder, honestly, how many pictures there are of me like floating around the internet right now in that costume because I don't know how many people like would stop and ask me for a picture and I'm like yeah and then come on into the booth thing you know check yeah. stuff out <laughs> it was a good draw for the booth that day <laughs> right um, the most popular item I think I had with me was my combatch yeah oh yeah everybody kept asking, asking uh, about it and then when well, I because it works that's the yeah. cool part <laughs> yeah so I'd get a call on it and people would stop and be like oh my god <laughs> I think it really works. The other really cool booth I actually got to sit in. Or beam me up, <laughs> I, I got to check it out, but I didn't get a chance to talk to any of the. Or I didn't get a chance to interview any of the people about it. Mm -hmm. uh, was at the Waycom booth. 
Uh, for I, the, I did stop by there for yeah, a few minutes for, because they had a they had their new series of like of draw pads yeah. available, but they are also uh, launching like you know new software for it as well. See, so, that's what I was looking at. They were yeah. they were showing off and some the, of the new software. They, so my my niece, uh, the one who um, actually created Roddy McCorpse, who's mm-hmm. the face on the Rotten Corpse Radio logo, yeah. uh, I it she was used a pizza. You remembered seeing one? <laughs> well, I actually. It started off as a crude drawing, but Ilea actually made it really good. So yeah. if you haven't, uh, I can't from remember your, her name, but I'll put from, it. I'll put it in the from Star Trek the motion picture. Ilea. She was named after a Star Trek character. Yes. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was. That was actually supposed to be my youngest sister's name, because uh, uh, her dad was the one I wanted to name her that, but that never happened. And of course, my older sister. My older sister, um, who's, whose mom, you know, who's Ilea's mom, her, Ilea's dad actually really liked it too. He was also a Star Trek nerd. So, I mean, go figure. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened, yeah. That's like my friend Ripley, you know, named after aliens. But yeah, there's so many, yeah, there's a lot of really cool features in the new Wacom pads, um, a lot of really cool draw options, um, way more seamless and easy than ever used to be. Um, I was enjoying, like, just... Just seeing them watching them like do the long yeah. and I'm just like that is so cool. I want that setup. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I mean, so I, I like the draw. Yeah. I, I like the draw program I have on my iPad. But you I, know what? I, I was just, talking to somebody cool. who had a booth with a screen set up behind him, so you could see what he was doing on his. Yeah. He had like a pad set up like your. Yeah. Like almost the same thing you've got, only a little bigger. Yeah, it was like probably like this big. It was drawing on it. Like you would with a pen and paper or pencil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. only it was letting you do the layers and stuff like Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, the really cool thing with the <coughs> with the Wacom software for anybody who's an illustrator who is trying to create to go straight from the Wacom app to uh, and you, you can actually format it. You format the output to actually go straight into Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you can import or it. And Photoshop. He, yeah. I forget the list of programs this yeah. guy said he could export it to. And I forget what exact ones he said he could direct link it to so yeah. he could edit in real time while using it with something else. But the really cool thing with the Wacom is the fact that, you, you know, if, if you are an artist or inspiring, you know, Illustrator, and you want to be able to port your work from you know from concept to finish. You can do it almost seamlessly without without all the extra steps yeah. and without scanning. Just, and, and this without, is kind of why yeah. I they're going to find want. a way of installing a USB port in your head so you can just straight yeah. download it. They've already done that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually skipping one that, that works. That We've seen yours. It's a little glitchy. <laughs> Can you imagine having to plug your head into a charging? Port I'm sorry, I've seen Johnny Mnemonic in many other movies. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, sk- I'm, I'm skipping that line. Uh, <laughs> I always called him Johnny Demonic. So the other one I thought was really cool the was the fish, that was scary. What was the Dark Horse booth? Dark Horse. Um, I mean, it's always awesome. This one. The one thing I really wanted to get, and I didn't bring any cash, and I didn't want to use their ATM inside because, like, I heard their ATMs at all the different uh, sections of the floor kept crashing uh-huh. or running out of money mm-hmm. constantly so i didn't even want to try i didn't want to go ahead and stand in line but uh there was uh, they had like two uh legend of zelda um history books that mm-hmm. i really wanted to get yeah but and, I was like, and they didn't accept card at that booth 
Um, they probably did, but I would have rather paid cash. I was going to say, yeah, because there, there yeah. are, you just have to usually ask individual yeah. vendors, a lot of them take Yeah, it. a lot of them were, yeah. I just didn't want to. I uh, it's kind of I mean, a good thing on, I didn't have any time really on the show floor. Maybe, yeah. Like, so I, can, I could do a review on it or whatever. I could probably just order that shit online, too. I, so. I mean, come on. Sci-files. That's why I, like, I always give the cards. Fantasy fiction. Zelda. Seriously, if I can't afford something at con and I really like it, I just grab their card and go to the yeah, site. Yeah, I don't take money to any of the conventions. I yeah. think that's just wrong. I try to. <laughs> usually, I only take enough money for my photo op or autographs that I'm doing. Well, the last Comic-Con I went to, I spent almost $300. So that's why I, that's why I was like trying to hold myself back Well, so that's much. kind of what happened at Rose City. Packs, I was really good. I only, like, I really only spent money on travel yeah. to Seattle and lodging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just enjoyed working a freaking gaming convention. I'm here locally at Rose City and what I, I spend like pretty much everything I made <laughs> working right. in that I convention. Because I'm right at the convention with cool stuff. Yeah. And of course I need cool stuff because yes. it's right in front of my face all weekend long. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cool stuff, I got a 1966 Batmobile that's a right. piggy bank. Tell nice. me that is not sweet. For 10 bucks. I like that it. I've never cool. seen one for 10 bucks. Oh, it you is can you awesome. can you can get some some get some really cool finds and stuff at the convention. You can. Oh yeah. I would just say definitely, you know, if you're going to take money to a convention, put Definitely make sure there's a limit on what. Oh yeah. What you take with you. <laughs> yeah, the one that I'm that that's coming up. I got to be really careful about. I, I actually don't one? remember Morricone. Morricone, yes. Yeah. And yeah. people worry about losing money at like grab a bags. gambling convention. Morricone and Yukon grab bags those? are actually nah, pretty. No, I think big. this is worse. Hmm. I don't know. Did we put in our press pass for Kamari? We haven't put it in yet, but um, hold off for about a week. I'll and I'll get you. I'll get you everybody the information for that. Okay. And so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna edit. My pass. I'm gonna edit this part out, but yeah. it's it's because I want to wait to see what our ads are gonna make our numbers jump or not. There you go. And that way, I can see if we can get better passes. Because I don't want to just show up there and get in our shit pass, <laughs> like, or get passed up. You know, I'd, I'd rather be able to. Yeah. Try to see what we can actually get. But there's the sign up's still available, so yeah. Anyway, um Yeah. Anybody have a comment? Um I'm thinking we've probably recorded what? About half hours worth of material? Oh no, more than that actually. So I would say it's <laughs> we've, time we've, to wrap rambled. it up and say um, thank you for listening to the Sci-Files on Rotten Corpse Rotten Corpse Radio. You can find us on Tumblr, Twitter, iTunes, anybody want to pick up on <laughs> the rest of the list here? I know SoundCloud. Yes, SoundCloud. <laughs> Axel, your turn. Um, Where else can we be found? I'm getting lost here. In Portland, Oregon. In your imagination. That's <laughs> going to get everybody lost. <laughs> well, we can be found at one place specifically. RottenCorpseRadio.com oh, Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's when you can tell we haven't done this in a few. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, what was that wrap up again? I swear we've all done it. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, what am I missing? <laughs>
Well, we're gonna leave that. <laughs> I haven't. It hasn't even stopped. That's what I'm saying. I can see his hand like. I want to add one more thing in there, so Uh-oh. maybe we might make this an hour episode. Um, what was? Were there any cosplays that anybody like that stood oh. out in anybody's mind that like? So there um, was a Deadpool that looked like he came right out of the movie, and when I got got back to him because I needed to go pee really bad to where he was, he was gone. But I was like, no. Actually, in my stuff, I have cards of a few cosplayers that I will probably know and will be able to get onto this site. But one I'm going to mention just because I was running around as a fifth element character myself was the diva. Did you guys see the diva running around, Han? I did yeah. not see her. She no. was so pretty and blue. I got pictures of most of the cosplayers that I saw that looked like they stood out. Yes, and including you. (laughs) The thing I'm going to say about the cosplay at the Comic-Con was that there was some really, really cool cosplay. Yes. Mm. And then there were people who should not have walked out of their house wearing what they were wearing. Hey, I learned a very (laughs) valuable lesson at at Rose City (laughs) Comic-Con. Do not ever ask an officer who they're cosplaying as. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he had a ridiculous amount of shit on his uniform. I thought he was cosplay. All right, so okay, so one of the one of the two that I'm actually really that was really enthused to tweet out about on mm-hmm. on the first day, and or actually it was on Saturday, um, was the uh, oh Phoenix Forge. Sorry, sorry. Okay, well, sorry. I was gonna what? say we're the. Um, <laughs> so there's a there was a group of witches out front. Um, pro- protesting on behalf of you know like equality and mm-hmm. neutrality and it was neat to see that and it was all it was kind of all black and everything I thought it was really cool um, it could have been worse because when I first saw it the first thing I thought was the KKK members just show up dressed up as witches so they can fucking protest and be, right, and be assholes because right. I've actually been seeing some Westboro style shit around oh, yeah. here lately oh, yeah. and it's been bu- bugging the hell out of me I even saw it near my house it was like a bunch of fucking religious fanatics just fucking oh, we hate everything and there was some some dude on the corner by where me and Danny's have been staying shouting all this religious tripe left and right with a bullhorn big ass sign and I'm just sitting here going dude if you're so certain the apocalypse is coming, why are you standing here running your mouth? Yeah, no shit. You're hungry. Go eat a Snickers. Oh my god, that's great. He, he uh, should take take a break. Give him a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not sponsored by Mars. <laughs> So yeah, the they had a big banner. It said basically, um, and, and this is of course, uh, you can find them or follow them at Witch PDX. Uh, they had a big banner. It said Hex White Supremacy. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. Banish oppression. And I missed it. Invoke yep. justice. Yeah. That's awesome. It was right out front. I just thought it was the coolest shit ever. How, I was just how like, come they didn't have a big black cauldron? I really don't know, but it was still. <laughs> That could have been helpful. Yeah. <laughs> toil, toil. Hubble's in trouble. <laughs> um, other than that, I think the one cosplay that stood out to me the most was on the last day, 
So me and Jamie were getting re- or we were actually getting ready to walk outside, and um, there was a person dressed up as Samus. Mm-hmm. I got pictures too. But it wasn't just that Samus. As we were standing by the elevator, I noticed there was another Samus, the the, the one from uh, Smash Brothers, the one that's all just in skin tight blue. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that girl filled out that fucking suit. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I honestly had to smack oh. Ryan to get his eyeballs back in the socket so he could get in the elevator. They were dangling. I'll admit, they actually popped out of my head. Did anybody see there. the guy that was going around as Skeletor? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, the way like the, the mouth moved, you know, and so on and everything. Like, yeah. He looked so just... Badass, it goes out like that. That was awesome. Oh God, I heard him saying to somebody, "I'll get you, He Man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I have no idea who this kid was or who helped him with it, but I just want to give a shout out to the kid that was rocking the amazing dragon that was crafted to his wheelchair. Mm. This dragon, the legs and everything moved on it, and it was a good 10 feet long. It was impressive, and it definitely caught not only my attention, but from what I could see, everybody else that was in, I shot of it. That booth back there. So good work. (laughs) Not the booth that had the R2s, but the one next to it that was doing the Star Wars thing. Mm -hmm. They make those. Mm. Yeah, they're the people responsible for doing those, and they had the Star Wars exhibit that had all the stormtroopers. That's them. They're the ones who do that. They make the stuff that goes on the wheelchair to make it look like an X-wing or a dragon. Or yeah, they're the ones who sponsor that. They're part of that nonprofit organization because I got to talking to them, but hmm. never got the chance to get the interview with the guy because by the time he was available, I wasn't. Yeah. I think the other one I thought was really cool is there was this. And I thought this was kind of sad, too. It was like it was cool and sad at the same time. So probably the best Poison Ivy cosplay I'd ever seen. It was actually like the Flora um, yes. Poison Ivy, you know, where she's all green. Mm-hmm. She looked stunning. The makeup was perfect. Everything was amazing about her. But she looked so depressed. <laughs> I was like, you have the one of the coolest fucking cosplays here. And you look bummy. Damn. Somebody well, must have shit on her parade that day. Okay, well, hopefully it was just a bad day and she, yeah. you know, she's well, better now. But. She's a plant, so maybe she just needed to be watered. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I wasn't yeah, there. There was sunshine the at the con. I mean, I'm yeah. sure the sunshine was there. I didn't want to pour water on her to find out. I mean, I might get kicked in the ball. Probably what it wouldn't have been well, if that you watered was. the plant that way, I'm sure. <laughs> 